What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the City Image Podcast. What's up? It's your boy, Young Flatbush. You already know. In the building, Pastor Rich. And of course, my man Danny, the creator, Mm -hmm. representing hard. Hard. And sexy. Mad sexy. I try. (laughs) It's not by accident. It's intentional. And last but not least, my man Brian, the theological giant. Mm, better than mediocrity. I like that. Hey, man, let him know. <laughs> you know what was mediocre? <laughs> that response from Nicki Minaj. Oh, man. No frauds? More like no boss. <laughs> no Y'all remember, first episode, I was imagining Nicki in the basement, going mixtape mode, mm. getting ready to... With the hot fire, some Dylon, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, for, for Remy, and oh, it flopped. Man. What a flop. Oh, man. We don't back know. to back? <laughs> How about back to whack? No. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that was... The Dr. Seuss rhyme. <laughs> <In the building. laughs> yeah, man. I don't, I don't really know what she was thinking on that, man. I feel like she just got exposed big time. It would have been better if she just ignored it. Just forgot all about <laughs> try to act like the diss track didn't happen, man. She had these nursery rhymes, man. Uh, it's like uh, she almost ether herself with that ooh, response. Ooh, self ether. Don't ever ether yourself. <laughs> ever. Um, but man, on a positive note, you know, musically, you know, I was just not impressed by that. But what I was impressed by was watching this movie Get Out. Wow, what a film. Um, and just, you know, as a black man watching that movie, it just really brought some of the anxieties that I just have living life, you know, to the big screen. I think that's what really brought the horror portion of it home for me. Mm. But man, incredible movie. Definitely like in my top 20 all time movies. Mm. Yeah, um, man, that was actually that, that movie surprised me. You know, I went in thinking, all right, it, it's gotten, you know, really good reviews and everything. Um, but man, I was just, I was blown away by the caliber of, of the way the film was put together, you know, um, from the acting, which was really great to the, um, just the editing and man, all the, the imagery in it was, was amazing. And, um, you know, you, you hear on Facebook, people talking about, Hey, you gotta go see it in a black movie theater. Like that was absolutely (laughs) true. You know, it's almost like do that. Yeah, everyone sort of being in on the same joke together, and um, it, it was hilarious. So yeah, definitely if you haven't seen it, go check out Get Out. I know Brian hasn't seen it, but you know, yeah, it's alright. He's 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 not into scary movies, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and it's not really scary, not. but you you should definitely check it out. It's so, a city. Well, I need my nightlight on at night. <clears throat> You'll need it afterward. It's possible, You'll need but it not afterward. for the reasons you think. Right, okay. Right, 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 right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Gonna be scared of white people. Is that it? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they're going to the sunken place. Okay, ooh, ooh, references. <laughs> I keep seeing that sunken place joke everywhere, yeah, and it's yeah. like I really feel like that guy that's way out the loop. Like, don't, <laughs> don't get the context it. whatsoever. Yeah, sunken place or like drinking tea. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it was really or good. somebody running at you. <laughs> get the keys. <laughs> get the keys. Oh man, major yeah. keys. Um, but yeah, so yeah, big um, shout out to Jordan Peele on that man. Yeah. He really showed himself. Oh, to genius, genius. Huge. Um, so, really big. So. so, the synopsis is don't listen to Nikki, go see Get Out. Mm. Right? 
City yeah. Image approved. <laughs> cool, cool. So before we get into our next segment, uh, we're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned because when we come back, it's going to get real serious and heavy as we discuss the topic of dating and the mess that it can be and how to navigate this weird space of dating. And welcome back, y'all. So, yes, this topic of dating. Um, man, this is very hard for Christians, especially um, in 2017, to really see a need even for um, what's a biblical approach to dating, especially when we look in the text, we don't necessarily see dating, right? So how can we glean principles from the scriptures to really help us navigate through this space which many times gets real messy man there's just so many questions it's like who can i date how do i date you know how do i go about dating what do i do if i get rejected like Mm -hmm. does this always have to lead to marriage there's just so many questions um that people have about this topic and we are going to do our best as three dudes (laughs) um so it's certainly not a 360 degree um approach to this conversation but we're going to do our best right now to really give a um a practical foundation on principles that you can use to navigate that space it's certainly not a law don't take anything we say as you know biblical gospel truth um that you must do but these are guidelines healthy um guidelines from our experience um from biblical teachings that will help you to navigate this space um that is one of the toughest things for our culture to um to navigate in a healthy way we just see so many people hurt because we're not navigating the dating space well so yeah my brothers mm, i gotta jump into this topic just gonna get real um you know you guys are all in different spaces like i'm married i've been married for about five years now hmm. uh danny the creator uh, <laughs> in a relationship right super yeah. sexy newly mm, newly mm, 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 mm. lucky woman and Brian holding it down for the singleness, holding uh, it down for the single dudes, holding it down reluctantly. Ooh, <laughs> so if you're interested, <laughs> Brian Parsons, yeah, <laughs> slide in my DMs. <laughs> he's open, he's open, that open, that open. Cool, man. Well, Brian, man, um, the single, the single struggle, bro. Talk to us a little bit about that, man. Like, what's it like being a single dude? Never been in a relationship, right? Never. Never been in a relationship. So, like, man, what's that like? Being a Christian man, um, you know, how old are you? 30. 30, bro. So, wow. out of the 20s, you know, man. single. Oh, man. How does one <laughs> still, you know, just maintain their sanity, let alone their holiness? In oh, that? man. Well, I maintain my sanity because the Holy Spirit is real, <laughs> and He dwells within me um, and keeps me from giving it to my idolatry, which keep it in one hundred. I have to struggle with from time to time, but yeah, the struggle is really real, man. I've never been in a relationship, never had any type of sexual in- intercourse, I've never 
had any anything in that realm of romantic uh in endeavor this mm-hmm. uh and yeah and even in, it's not like i've never tried to pursue women but even you know my attempts you know it fell, fell through various reasons and it's just in a lot of lord sovereignty it just hasn't worked out in that way and it's a real struggle it's a real struggle um at times when i'm at my worst I get to thinking, is Christianity worth it? <laughs> you know, I, I really hope that the faith that I hold to is real because uh, I should be have, probably having a lot of sex right now, pursuing as many women as I can, you know, until that happens. But there's a level of restraint that uh, I practice because I believe the gospel, right? And so when I do feel like I, I meet the woman that uh, I want to pursue, I, I, I move in that direction, but... I, I practice a lot of self-restraint. It is because of my my Christian convictions, but it is very, very difficult. I mean, practicing a lot, of, practicing a lot of self-restraint, and really a lot of uh, pursuing the Lord so Ooh. that He gives me satisfaction in my singleness, which does oftentimes, man, feel uh, very difficult. Mm. Man, that's heavy, bro. Man, I really appreciate you just. Getting vulnerable with us on here, man. I gotta get some tissues. Oh, um, man. pray for me. It's getting real, <laughs> um, Danny. Man, you know you're in a relationship, but you were how single for how long before you got into this relationship? Yeah, so I was single for two and a half years. Two and a half years, yeah. And uh, before that, I was in a relationship for six years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and before that, I was in a relationship for two years. So, mm-hmm. so man, talk talk to us a little bit about the struggle of heartbreak, man. So you know. There's a struggle in just being single for a long time. But what about if you're just in a cycle of just things not working out? What's right. that like? Man, honestly, it is, it's tragic. You know, it feels tragic. Um, you know, especially for me growing up, you know, as, as long as I can remember, I've wanted a family of my own. And so just that feeling of like, man, this is it, you know, this mm-hmm. is it. And then it not being it. And then mm-hmm. again, this is it, this is it, you know, and it not being it. Um, really just has um, shown me my idolatry in relationship mm. um, and, you know, and really just kind of my needing to refocus on God as my, um, as my, you know, sustainer. Mm. So, yeah. It's good. So, man. And even for me, man, if I think back to just being single, I was 100% focused on being in a relationship. Like, being in a relationship was the gold medal. It was the prize at the end. It was the finish line. Like, hmm. I just had a very poor, um, a poor guide as just as, as far as to navigate my life. Like, I didn't have Christ at the center. I didn't have him on the throne of my heart. Um, I had the woman I was pursuing was now my wife, praise the Lord. Um, but yeah, she was, she just was my everything. Like everything in my life was like based on how she thought of me. Like if she thought I was great, I was great. But if she thought I sucked, I sucked, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's just like, man, I completely gave myself over to this becoming my worth. Right. And so, um, if that's you out there, like, it's just so unhealthy, like really find your worth in Jesus, like Mm -hmm. being a daughter or a son, of the king um just means so much more mm-hmm. and it just will properly um just teach you about your worth and who you are because if you don't get it in dating you ain't gonna get it in marriage trust mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. you're still gonna you're still gonna be incomplete and it's just gonna 
not just affect you now, now it's gonna affect your spouse at the same time. Yeah. To be honest, like that's probably one of my so one of the one of my struggles really, um, and it it really was intense in how I equated my own worth with the affection of another person. Talk about it. And so when I didn't have it, you know, it's like, well, who am I, right? Like, um, and so really just acknowledging, really I had to like relearn, you know, in my, in my single time, what it is to be a man, you know, what does God say about me? You know, I'm yeah. really believing and trusting that what God says about me is ultimate, right? And not only that, but finding my identity in that. Um, honestly, that's really what gave me the strength to even feel like I was even ready to, to move on to something new. Mm. So That's good, man. And let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. What happens in your heart, whether it's the rejection through... Um, trying to pursue somebody and then not really working out mm. or the pain of breaking up, right? Like, how can we as men continue to keep pursuing? Like, how, how do we get up in the morning and say, you know what, despite what has happened in the past, man, I'm interested in this woman. Mm. You know, I'm going to, you know, pursue her. How do we keep that hope alive? Well, um, I think a lot has to do with the context of the pursuit because <laughs> I think for some guys it's probably not worth keeping the hope alive. <laughs> um, but I think you have to look at whether or not uh, you really feel as if um, you feel really strongly about this woman. And I mean, maybe some of that is uh, uh, I want to say idolatry or just intense feelings, but I think if you recognize, man, like she's really the one I, I, I I'm not I'm okay with a guy asking out a woman multiple times because I, I've done it mm-hmm. you know um I just say this man like what's on my heart to say is like I was in that position you know um continually asking a woman out and pursuing but I know for a fact like my heart towards God when those when when the prayers you know weren't being answered the way that uh, I thought they should have. I began to slander God in my heart, man. I began to think he wasn't good. Mm-hmm. I began to think that, you know, I've been serving you for so long. I've been abstaining from sex. Um, I've been doing what I can, but you're not blessing me on this. You know, like this is the one girl I think is amazing. She's got all the qualities I want and you're not giving her to me, you know. Uh, and so I did begin to question God's goodness because of this deep desire for a woman. So I, I, in my opinion, man, I leave it up to the guy. There are plenty of stories out there where guys ask girls out multiple times and it finally worked. Um, but there's a sense in which whether you choose to keep asking or not, you have to be content with the Lord. We get, that's going to be the ongoing theme through yeah. what we say here today, because it's going to be very easy if you, don't get what you want, or even if you get what you want, to idolize it so much. Um, and if you don't get what you want, I know, for for instance, in my case, um, there was a time, man, for months where I just had beef with God, mm-hmm. like straight up, you know. Yeah. And it's, you might think, oh, you're a foolish man to think that you could have beef with God. But mm-hmm. sin corrupts to the point where... It, it blinds you so much that you really think that you can have an adverse sort of disposition to God, mm-hmm. you know. And I knew in my heart I was the one wrong, 
But I just felt so justified and I felt so entitled mm-hmm. to a relationship. Because up until the time, I was, I've always been single. And I've still always been single, mm-hmm. right? So my prayer now is, you know, in the future, whatever other lady comes along, young lady comes along, I've got to know that in, in the pursuit, no matter, it, it might take a while or maybe quick or I don't know. But in my heart throughout that whole process can't be, I need this person to make me happy. Yeah. Or, or, or to bring, as, as Rich said earlier, uh, a sense of deep fulfillment. Hmm. That's real. Um, yeah, that's so real. Um, I definitely can identify with having issues with God. Um, for me, it was even necessarily so outright, right? Like, I had in my heart, um, I felt like my desire for companionship, my desire for relationship, um, was there strongly and and to the point where like I felt like I couldn't trust God with it, hmm. right? Because He had failed me in the past, right? Hmm. And obviously, you know that thinking is is wrong and flawed, obviously. Um, but at at the time, even admitting that to myself was really the thing was really hard. Like, because um, in my mind, I was like, yeah, I'm good, you know, you know, I trust God, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I noticed that like, man, I was depressed, hmm. you know, like a lot. And especially after times of being around lots of people, like I'd be lonely and depressed. Mm. And really, I realized that I wasn't submitting that part to God. Like I wasn't trusting God Mm. because I felt like he had wronged me, you know. Mm. And so kind of going through that and really learning um, that I can trust God because ultimately it's like foolishness, right? Like to think that you can't trust God, like he made you. Right, he yeah. made everything. Everything, the idea of love exists because of God. Yeah. Um, so just having to come to that place of surrender, it's not easy, man. It's yeah. it's so difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say for me, um, there was definitely um, a space where I was very frustrated with God, especially when it comes to God's timing. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Talk about it, Doc. Being in the relationship. Um, felt like it answered prayer because I was in the friend zone for a long time. Like, I had a bed. I had a full sweet word. I had, like, my bed sheets. It was just, like, everything. I was living in the friend zone. You made your residence the friend zone. Word. I was getting mail there. I had a utility (laughs) in my name. All types of stuff. Um, And then when I finally got out of it, it was just like, yes, thank God. But then... um, people just started to really push back when we wanted to take our relationship to the marriage stage. And they were just like, nah, y'all are young. Yo, you guys haven't been dating that long. Oh, you guys not financially stable. It was like every type of opposition you could think of. That's what people were saying to us. And, Hmm. you know, at the time I was just like, yeah, you know, what you're saying is cool, but you don't know about us, man. Like we're special. (laughs) We're different. Like we're not like those other couples right mm. and it was just like you know we're mature we're mature 20 year old or whatever how old we were <laughs> um and it was just like man like god made us wait mm. he just kept us in a holding pattern um to really learn a lot of things and so um it was just a lot of frustration began to brew in my heart just about timing and uh, until I submitted to just the Lord and just like, hey, God, you know better than me about when I need to do this. 
Um, I'm just going to wait on you. And that was not necessarily an overnight process, <laughs> praise God. Yeah. Yeah. But um, eventually, you know, just definitely coming to a place where I stopped rushing, you know, mm-hmm. and I was just like, hey, let me heed some of this advice I'm getting from people. Like, maybe I am young. Maybe I haven't experienced certain things. And now, you know, being a lot older and, you know, been married now, like, man, I was not aware of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so... It's tough, man. It's tough to submit to a holy God in terms of relationships because we want it so bad. Yeah, yeah and I mean, like, keep it a thousand, man. We think we know more than God. Yeah. <laughs> like, we think we know more than the all-knowing one who, uh, one of his attributes is omniscience. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he knows all, but it's like, nah, God, um, I know more than you, right? You know, and I know I'm living in a particular context and, and, and I'm only but a few years old and I have and I know less than one percent of one percent of all that there is to know in the world uh, but you need to give me this right now why because I'm absolutely sure that this is what I need mm-hmm. in my life at this moment and how could you not see that right yeah. so that attitude and it just just that's not just unique to relationships that attitude is pervasive in a lot of things that we desire in this life and we just oftentimes think that when God withholds certain things, it's because he doesn't love us, right? But mm-hmm. like any good parent, he knows what's good for us. And he withholds those things that it just would not be what he wants us to have. And to be honest with you, like there are certain things that would not necessarily even hurt us if we had it. But God still says it's not for, for mm-hmm. us to have, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because I don't want to think in my mind that, well, the girl, for instance, that I want, God doesn't give her to me. So that means she'll be bad for me. That's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might end up getting married. And it, I mean, it probably would have been a good thing for you that it, it wouldn't have probably ended up in any type of turmoil. But even things that are good may not be what want, what God wants for, for us to have. And we just have to trust him on that. Like. We just can't begin to uh, fashion the way that we view God based on what he gives us and what he doesn't give us. And our, our perception on our perception of whether or not this will bless us or not, uh, because ultimately it is we say it all the time. But do we really mean it? God's will for our life. Mm-hmm. What does he desire to give to us? And not every good gift he gives to us. He doesn't deny good things from us, but that doesn't mean every good gift he gives to us. So it's mm-hmm. good, man. That's good. So let's leave the kind of singleness kind of struggle a bit. And let's go into the dating, the dating itself, the day to day of dating. Danny, talk to us a bit about how you and your girlfriend are managing the day to day life of dating, especially in terms of talk touch and time you know like we are you know been trained to really guard those things because it breeds intimacy mm-hmm. and we have to be careful about how much intimacy that we're breeding especially um when we just start dating right talking about the dreaded word boundaries mm, that's good five minutes yeah that's good rich um honestly you know we're still trying to figure it out um, so like, I know the Christian thing, you know, we know the Christian thing to say, <laughs> I know um, the Christian talking points, y'all. <laughs> and no, and they're absolutely true. Like talk, touch and time. You know, I tell people this, the same thing. 
um, you know, breeds intimacy, you know. Um, but it's like, all right, what do you do now when both people are ready to commit on some level, right? Then what level of intimacy is, is appropriate, right? Um, and honestly, being in a new relationship, it's, it's, it's like, you know, we, it is work, like, it's actually work to, like, learn each other, you know what I'm saying? How much work do we put into that? Like, how much, you know, we want to, like, know so much more about each other. We want to, like, um, spend more time together, right? Um, and so we're, we're working on, like, we're realizing, both of us, actually, that we need to um, just plan out better, really, you know? Um, you know, include people, kind of get insights on, on what's going on, but also, like, plan out, like, times where we'll go on a date or something like that like um so that we're we have something to look forward to but also understand that it's not the like the last time we're going to see each other right like oftentimes you like we we when we don't know when's the next time we'll see each other we'll like try to spend as much time together as possible mm. um and so that's just something that i've been finding is um helpful is that us trying to work through the details you know um, and I, I mean, honestly, I've just been blessed with someone who, um, is kind of like understands that, you know, and she's super willing to, um, to do that. And it's, it's just been amazing so far. Well, before we continue this, just for people who may not understand what we're trying to say, some people might be listening to us and saying, well, what's wrong if you spend a whole bunch of time together? Mm -hmm. What's wrong if you talk? What's wrong if we, mm -hmm. uh, touch, right? So yeah. I mean, well, Christians will probably understand why you probably shouldn't be touching each other, right? I think that's, hopefully that's self-evident. Right. But, I mean, what's wrong with spending a lot of time together? What's wrong with talking to each other, right? Um, are you guys trying to put up roadblocks there too? Come on, guys, right? right? So, yeah. Rich, do you have any idea on what's, what's up with that? Yeah, man, the best thing I can say to that is I remember um, I was working on a group project in high school, and there was this girl... Um, in the class that like nobody was really talking to she was kind of really like ostracized and we she ended up being in our group and one of my boys ended up um, working on parts of the project with her and <clears throat> admittedly I wasn't I was not doing any work on this project um, and they were kind of taking the the brunt of the work but I remember getting a call from him and he's just like yo man I think I'm feeling this girl and I was just like bro like there's no way you are feeling her like no way and he was just like nah man I'm really, you know you don't know her like over this like couple of days you just been spending a lot of time and they've been pulling like eight hours in the library every day trying to knock this project out and that's when it showed me like man time time spent with somebody especially when you start revealing the depth the inner sanctum hmm. of your soul with somebody you bond with them. It's the reason why kids cry at the end of summer camp. You only met this person at the beginning of the summertime. <laughs> How are you crying over? Mm -hmm. But it's because they went through something together. Like they bonded. They they let their inside um be known. They are known by the other person, and it mm -hmm. breeds a level of bond that becomes, um, especially in a romantic scene or even just between a man and a woman. Like it becomes a place that feelings can start to emerge sometimes in a place where feelings would not have been there right so mm. it's just normal for a, a human being to bond with another human over the depth now what would be the problem with that the problem is 
many times you bond with the person and you don't even know the person. Right. Right. And mm-hmm. so you create this emotional attachment before you even have an attachment on who they are. And so we want to make sure that the level of, of knowing the person is also equivalent to the level about how you feel about them. Because it's so often, you know, and my wife and I, we do a lot of premarital and many times we see couples where they're so committed to one another and there's so much romance happening between them, but they really have no clue who the other person is. They don't understand why they get into conflicts or fights. They don't know how to navigate conflicts or fights. Um, they are they are without skills um, in terms of their relationship because they've only fostered an emotional connection. And an emotional connection will not take you through marriage. Hmm. Well, I just got a follow-up to that because I was as you were saying that, I, I agree, and it's very good points. But I can imagine someone hearing that and saying, well, okay, so should I just be less committed to the person that I'm with and you know does that open up doors for kind of being with someone but entertaining other people because you know I don't want to get so emotionally attached to this one person before I know them right so you know I can see a couple of guys looking for loopholes here so (laughs) what would you say in response to that yeah Brian that's a really good question man um my answer to that is a bit complicated because I think that it really stems back to friendship And I don't think that, especially in church, like guys and girls don't do friendship well. It's like as soon as a guy and a girl are talking to each other, there's already whispers about, oh, my God, are they like dating? Mm, And it's like talk about it, Doc. Yeah, We don't have a healthy um, way to just engage in a conversation um, without it feeling having that tension of like, okay, is this like the pre-dating conversation (laughs) we're about to have right now? Like, and I feel that on the men's side and on the women's side. Um, And so because of that, I don't think that we're getting to know each other prior to dating. And I Mm. think we're using the dating period just to figure out who this other person is because we feel that pressure. Like, okay, well, I guess if I'm talking to this girl just to figure out who she is, I guess I got to date her. And that's not the case. Like, you can get to know people in community without committing mm. to a romantic relationship. That's good. And because we don't do that well, we get into a dating space with someone who might as well be a perfect stranger. Mm. And then we have to do all that work. So I, I think that we need to spend more time outside of the dating space, mm. just getting to know our sisters, getting sisters, getting to know the brothers, um, so that when we're in this dating space, there's already a level of knowing the other person. Like, that's your brother. That's your sister. Um, that you're kind of entering this dating relationship with. So there isn't so much pressure on, hey, let me make sure we're not, you know, engaging romantically um, because it doesn't match up with us knowing each other. Really, that's a struggle because you don't know each other at all. And Mm so I think if we do better outside the dating space, it will just be a a lot easier for us to navigate the dating space as well. That's good. Cool, man. Well, um, I want to jump into something um, just about some myths, you know? So I really feel like when I talk to single people or when I talk to married people, there's this sense of married people think single people are clueless about marriage and single people think married people are downplaying marriage. Right? <laughs> and so yeah, like, I'm of the latter. <laughs> yes. So I do want to talk through just some things from each perspective, just to clear the air because the truth is somewhere in the middle. Right. And so I'm just kind of going to go lightning round, right? So I'm going to throw out a question. Just want you guys to give me just your thoughts um, off the dome about certain things. So the first one is um, this idea of temptation, right? 
lusting. Is this, is marriage, you know, kind of a, a cure or a way to combat this idea of lust and temptation? Well, it's certainly not going to be the cure. Uh, I think lusting is something we're going to be struggling with until the day we meet Jesus. Um, I think the only way that we can even be progressively more self-controlled in regards to this area is the pursuit of the Lord. Uh, and so here's the thing, man. At no point in a pursuit of a relationship or actually being in marriage should you be pursuing your partner than you pursue Jesus. Like you should not be pursuing your partner more word, word. than you pursue Jesus yes. at every point in a relationship mm -hmm. with the opposite sex. Um, because you need to be self-controlled um, and that only comes by uh, continual washing yourself in the spirit of Christ through the word, through prayer, through community, uh, and just that need to uh, walk by the spirit. And so marriage is just not, it's not going to be the cure, but I would like to, I'm not married, but I would hope that my married folk keep it real that, you know, it does help you to, you know, in some respect, uh, keep yourself from sin. Because I, I don't know how else to read First Corinthians chapter 7 where Paul tells mm. individuals, because of your lack of self-control, get married, right? So mm -hmm. he's prescribing that uh, as an outlet for your sexual drive. Paul's like, look, I wish everyone could remain single as me, mm. right? Like, I would rather you guys do that for the sake of the gospel and for the sake of committing yourself to the Lord because marriage brings in uh, an added set of responsibilities that can distract you from full engagement uh, of, you know, the loss with the gospel. But at the same time, Paul's like, look, if you can't live a self-controlled life, then you should uh, seek to get married. But ultimately, obviously, and I think Paul would agree, and where else he says this in scripture, like marriage can't be the thing that gives you self-control because he's going to say, look, by the spirit put to death the deeds of the flesh that's mm -hmm. his the, the main point of your sanctification is a long light uh <laughs> is by the the spirit so mm -hmm. that's good uh yeah i mean i, I I'm, I'm sure in some sense like like to me looking f forward to like really just worshiping god by loving my wife in that way that's gonna be great that's gonna be great. It's gonna be mm. Fantastic. Um, but however, having been in like sexual relationships in the past, like I, I acknowledge the fact that when you bring someone else into that, you have someone else to worry about. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I usually, you know, as guys, you know, if you want to like watch porn or something like that, you're it's like, you know, just yourself. You know, it's really all about worshiping the self and gratifying yourself. Um, when you have someone else there, it is a whole nother person, right? So it's a whole nother set of emotions, a whole nother set of feelings, um, someone else's pleasure as well that you are worrying about. And to be honest, you know, it's, it can be kind of disgusting, you know, just I'm not going to expound on that, but you know, as good as it is, it's also lots of stuff happening. So, hey. um, 
For me, you know, I hear that. And I guess as a married person, you know, you definitely see it from a married perspective. You definitely see the struggles. Um, the thing is, I want people to see marriage not just as a new outlet for you to achieve like pleasure. And I think mm. so, so often it's just like, oh, well, I'm single. I have this fire inside of me, but, you know, I got to keep it quelled, right? Mm. So keep it down. When I get married, I get to unleash it on this woman or this man. Mm. No, this person is not your new outlet to get off, right? This is another human being for you to love. Mm. And that's when it becomes beautiful. And that's when it becomes awesome. Um, it is not just a, a new place for you to achieve an orgasm. That's and good. so mm-hmm. uh, we have to look at it in the right way. When we lose sight of that, that's when we continue to have these same struggles. And that's when marriage does not become um, a place that's giving you any kind of relief from these temptations. Um, another quick one, y'all. How much time do you think you should spend in the dating space? It's another good one. How much time should you spend yeah. dating? I'll start that one off. Um, man, I, I don't think that there's a number, right? Every situation is unique. I think a lot of factors play into it, like, you know, what stage of life this people are in, how long did they know each other before they got into this dating space? Yeah. Um, do they got jobs? <laughs> like, just keep it a buck, right? Um, um, but I do kind of have, like, a six-month rule of thumb. I would never co-sign. Uh, I mean, let me not say never. Uh, it would be... Uh, a very rare occasion that I would co-sign someone uh, moving into and out of the dating space, moving into an engagement um, outside of that six months. And don't take that as law or anything like that. It's just a rule of thumb, right? Um, Because there's just so many skills that you just need to learn or just so many facts about being with that person, what that person's like, personality-wise, like, if I'm six months on a job, I still feel like I just got there, you mm. know, like, there's just a level of, there's certain things, that single people, you cannot, you cannot accelerate your knowing the person or your preparation for marriage and think you can beat time. Time is the best teacher. Mm. You sit and just stew and just marinate in that relationship learning and experiencing things thing life happens and you sometimes you just have to wait for life to happen to your relationship and you know many times we get couples who are like oh my gosh we're so ready for marriage like we never fight that means you're not ready you know Mm. i want to know how you guys deal with conflict that's good i mean like if you never fight then you're not ready because then you don't don't know how to fight right (laughs) and there's gonna be plenty of mm-hmm. conflict once you get married and so mm. um you cannot beat time and i know trust me you heard from my story before it's something i wrestled with but you have to embrace it time god uses time to teach us we must just be patient um and just enjoy it man like even as a married person now like i wish i didn't spend so much time waiting to just get to the next place like my wife and i would talk about times where we would see each other no, we're only going to be with each other for the weekend because we had a long distance relationship and we would just cry about how short of a time we had with each other for the whole time. Yeah. Wow. And we didn't do anything. We were just so sad about having to leave each other on the first day we were together. And so it was just like, man, like you can just get so caught up in not being at the next step that you missed opportunities that you have right in front of you. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, long story short, six months is kind of my rule of thumb. It's mm, good. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, you know, it's difficult 
um, because I'm, I'm, I have, a, I'm always desiring to like rush things, right? Like I'm, I'm always looking for the next stage. I'm always, you know, if I, I've acknowledged that in my life, um, but still it's one of those things where I struggle with like, you know, I'm in this new relationship and I'm already looking forward like, hey, so what's up with, um, you know, marriage? Like, mm-hmm. um, especially since like, this is probably the best relationship I've ever been in. Um, you know, so all of that, it's, 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 so, but I mean, you know, obviously taking heed to what other people are saying, um, really just trying to be patient. Like, I think that's the main thing for me is being patient. Um, not trying to rush, you know, being patient, leaving space and room for God to work on, still work on me because, um, I have still baggage that I brought in, you know, um, that God is bringing me through. So, yeah. Yeah, I basically agree with both of you guys. I mean, I just want to get to know the person well. And I think for me, what's very important is seeing how they interact with scripture, Mm. seeing how they interact with... Um, <laughs> why are you laughing at me? Why are you laughing at me? The theological giant. Yo, I'm you so want to know what your doctrine like? You know Yo, what I'm saying? I, I what really your doctrine do. like? I really yeah. do. I mean, that's, and, that's and, and I want to talk through tough issues, mm-hmm. controversial issues. Yeah. I want to yeah. see if your heart is submitted to scriptural authority on right. very tough issues. Let's talk about submission. Mm-hmm. What you think? You yeah, know, so. like, and so... The reason why is because if we're going to do this forever until death do us part, mm-hmm. we've got to both be submitted to the word of God. Right. And so well. I'm, you know, again, I think Rich hit, hit on a mark. Obviously, there's lots of different factors. Like, did you know the person before? And it's and a third. And you definitely don't want to get married too soon. But I but for me, I'm more so wanting to know, are we on the same page when it comes to uh, just scripture and theological issues and yo do you just love jesus like, do you love day, him do you love him i love god you know so that's it that's what's up man well cool man and i think a great way to end this segment is hey we admitted at the beginning hey we're dudes right so obviously there are no women here so um the perspective is definitely a male perspective but man because of that is there anything what's a nugget that just from a guy's perspective that you want to speak into just the dating culture, like maybe just a nugget of advice or prayer or man, a request, you know, just like, just from your point of view, what is something that's kind of plaguing um, the Mm. culture and just, you know, how can we do dating better? I got one. Talk Mm. to him, Danny. Talk to him, Danny. (laughs) The creator. Yeah. Um, Honestly, so, you know, my relationship is new, but there is this huge sense in which we've already had such a positive impact on each other. Um, you know, pot, like great impact. Like just she's, uh, things that she said to me have changed me obviously with, you know, God's influence on that and the same thing for her. Um, and so just realizing that the person that you're going to be with is going to be flawed, right? Like Ooh. a lot of times we discount men or women based on, you know, like, first of all, we see them as potential mates. And so when we see things that we might not like in a mate, we discount them as brothers or sisters even. Mm. But just really, that's the key is that, you know, for me, when I see a man that I admire who's married, man, I really believe that 20 to even as high as like 50% of that 
what I admire about him is, is because of his wife. Mm, I'm um, like 80%. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, really just realizing that, man, they are going to be imperfect, but it's really about how you guys are able to submit to each other. Yeah. And, um, that's it. You know, really how, how much you're able to submit to each other and really just um, love each other. Because um, honestly, I, I've been impacted greatly even just so far. So, so stop, bro. Yeah, there's so many things I could I could say about this. But first thing comes to mind, I think I just want to encourage guys to be active. Mm. I just want to encourage guys to pursue. Um, I think Facts. so many guys that I talk to, and I'm going to keep it real. Like sometimes I feel this way too. So this is my, I'm taking my own advice on this. But yeah. like... We, we're not sure what the outcome is going to be if we act so and so out. And so yeah. we don't want to put ourselves out there. You know, we don't want to, you know, it was like, okay, well, I want to make sure she likes me first or maybe she'll come to me. <laughs> and it's like, look, man, I think, look, guys, if if we're called to lead in a marriage, we should practice leadership now, practice ownership, practice taking the initiative. Um I used to be really hardcore and legalistic on this. Like a girl shouldn't show any interest. I've kind of backed off on that a little bit now, but I still think, man, I put the onus on a guy, man, to be the pursuer, take initiative. Um, If you're interested, it doesn't have to be the case that she is interested as well. Like there's lots of guys who won the woman over over time, like it wasn't just that. Oh, it was a knockdown, straight shot. And I think guys sometimes we want a straight shot, no challenge, right. no type of uh, pushback, no type of rejection. And I think ultimately, if we know that we're loved and accepted in Christ, we can take a, re- a rejection from a woman. Yeah, you know. So that's sure. my that's my first nugget off the top. Mm. Word, man. For me, man, it's definitely a prayer, man. I'm just praying for the ladies, man. Like. When I'm out here in Flatbush, you know what I'm saying, Brooklyn, like, I see the toxicity um, that happens in the culture of just dudes just saying all kinds of stuff to girls who are walking by or on the bus or the train. And it's like, man, I can only imagine what it's like to be a woman in the city Mm. and just be disrespected um, constantly. And I'm starting to just understand a lot more. Granted, I'm far from fully understanding just the walls and the defenses and Mm. um, why they, you know, move the way that they do. And so my prayer is just that um, there would be healing from that, because I think that it does make it difficult for guys who are approaching women in a healthy way. And they're kind of getting the ultimate shutdown, like straight RKO'd, like, (laughs) um, we really, and that's a that's really a product of them just, um, just constantly having these, you know, men kind of approach them, and it's just like, um, there's almost like an automatic panic mode that kind of happens, where it's just like, oh my gosh, somebody's pursuing me, like I gotta shut that down because you know I ain't trying to have that, but at the same time, you desperately want a relationship, yeah. Um, and so I just really pray for healing that. Um, as a church, our men can represent something that's safe, that our men can represent something that's different from the culture, that when some guy um, from the church approaches a woman that 
um, you know, she'd be able to see that there's a difference and see that, okay, this is something that I can entertain. This is not the same dude that's trying to holler at me in the street. Like, hmm. um, this was done in, in honor and respect hmm. of me. Um, and just to encourage that, cause I really want, and I want guys to be able to see it too. Like, um, there's a better way to respectfully approach a woman and, to express interest in her and when you do it that way you're met with a different response than when you do it in an unhealthy way um, yeah but i think it really starts with um just healing and i think it starts with guys um continuing to um hold our women with honor and respect um yeah. in how they approach them um in that way as we continue to move to a place of healing because they're um they really our women are so damaged by the culture and i just see it so often man like my heart breaks for just how they are treated by the music by they're treated just in the street like hmm. you know just walking outside it's just like open um disrespect so hmm. yeah man that's my prayer that we can transform the city by helping our men to be better men it's good cool man well Hope you guys were blessed by this topic on dating. Again, a hot topic in the culture, a hot topic in the church. Definitely something we're going to come back to. Yes. And when we do come back to, we definitely we'll have some women in the building next time. Yeah. Uh, just to give different perspectives on, you know, uh, what we had to share today. But I hope you were blessed by it. Um, and I hope that you share it. Um, I hope that you were. And if you were blessed by it, I hope that you would leave us a review. Um, we'd love to hear what you guys think about the podcast, what we can do better and what we have been doing well. You know, we're just getting started. So your feedback is very much appreciated. Um, but this is your boy, Young Flatbush, signing off. Gentlemen. Yo, Bryant, the theological giant. Daniel, the creator. Hey, mad sexy. Mm, I try. Yeah. I know. I- he doesn't even try, y'all. It's just natural. <laughs> I woke up like this. Word. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Word. So until the next episode, y'all, peace. Peace. Yeah.